It's Valentine's Day, and the word of the day is love. So in our question series, I want us to ask one question today. What is love? Well, that was fun. So today I really do want to talk about love and what it is. It's really hard to pin down. You know, I love my boyfriend. I love my friends. I love my family. I love Taco Bell. I love uh, telling bad dad jokes. Uh, I'd love to hang out with you, right? We, we use this word so often um, and, and I really want us to look at it because it's a really crucial piece uh, to the conversations that we have here all the time. We really do believe in the greatest commandment that we're supposed to love God with all our hearts, mind, soul, and strength and love our neighbor as ourself. We, we really do look at the Bible through that lens because we believe that's what Jesus was doing, right? So let's talk a little bit about love and uh, what that might actually mean. And as you know, uh, or as you might know, that there are uh, in several cultures, there are even words to kind of delineate specific kinds of love, like the love between a mother and a child, or the love between friends, and they have a different word uh, to, uh, to, that they use for those situations, right? Uh, and specifically, if you grew up in church or evangelical circles, uh, you probably also heard about uh, the Greek words for love, right? That was a a really big uh, piece of the evangelical conversation of recognizing God's agape love, right? And those are eros, which is kind of your erotic, intimate love uh, between romantic partners. And then there was also um, phileo, which is more of a love between peers or uh, someone who is your equal, uh, kind of they would say brotherly love, but you know, uh, we're trying to be a little more gender inclusive here. Uh, but then there's also uh, storge, which is like the familial love, love between uh, your mom and dad and kids and that kind of familial affection. Uh, and then there's agape, which is kind of a more universal kind of love that really connotes a sense of self-giving, right? It's, it's the thing when you think of others maybe more highly than yourself. Um, but those are all ways of categorizing love and as who it's between and who's experiencing the love. But I don't necessarily think that's always the best way to think about love. Um, and so I wanted to do a little deep dive into what does science say about love. Um, and I found some few, a few things that I think are super helpful for our conversation today. And so I'm going to share those with you. So uh, science right now kind of theorizes, and this is all theory, and you know, what is science anyways, but you get where I'm going. Uh, that love is made up of three key components. Um, there's lust, there's attraction, and there's attachment, right? 
So lust is obviously the experience of sexual desire. It evolved in humans because of the need to reproduce. Uh, and when you're experiencing lust, it's, it's that kind of waking up, that desire to reproduce and carry on our genes. Uh, and it produces estrogen and testosterone in all of us. We all have both of those hormones inside of us. Um, and yeah, so that's what lust is. Um, not to be confused with one of the seven deadly sins. That's not the conversation we're having today. Uh, but there's also the, the next one is attraction. And attraction is kind of what, what happens when we experience that honeymoon period, right? Attraction is this, this pull, this drive, this, uh, that you have towards someone or some people or a group of people, right? It's frequently found in tandem and maybe most often found in tandem with lust, right? And a lot of romantic relationships are based on this combination of, of lust and sexual desire and attraction, but it's not always that, right? That attraction, when that happens, uh, your reward center kind of lights up in your brain, right? And it produces uh, dopamine and norepinephrine, and which norepinephrine in particular is associated with feelings of like ecstasy and happiness and energy, right? And basically what it's saying is that when you experience that attraction, when you find a person, a place, some people that you have this kind of draw or pull to, that it rewards you for that, right? If it's good for you, your body wants to reward you and it produces these hormones. And again, this is where we get honeymoon periods. You might join a community or have a new friendship or a new partnership where it, it really is rewarding and it's giving you something. And that, that part of your brain is getting activated and it produces just so much happiness in your life, right? Uh, but then the third piece, and I think this is probably the most important piece, although all are very important in our relationships and understanding of, of love, is this attachment piece. And this is definitely what you experience in most of your social situations, in friendships, in family relationships. Um, the attachment is that sense of security and bonding and connection we have uh, with the people in our lives, right? It's the thing that all long-term relationships have. And attachment, that center, it actually produces oxytocin, right? That, that experience of attachment uh, ex produces that, which is what they call the cuddle hormone. But really, it's that hormone that's released anytime bonding happens, connection uh, between people, right? It happens... Sure, in sex, but also in childbirth, right? When a mother needs to bond with their child immediately after this like traumatic event to her body, right? Uh, it's this sensation of security and safety and connection that is there for the long term. And I think that's a really important thing for us to think about when we think about this concept of what is love anyways. And, and we have to recognize that there are passionate emotions that are a part of love. There may be our sexual desires and your partnerships that are a part of love, but there's this larger context of attachment and connection and security and safety that is the foundation for so much of what we experience for love, right? And we know that children need to experience, babies need to experience love, children need to experience love in formative years, of it's very critical and crucial, but none of us, 
none of us are in a place in our lives where we don't need love, that experience of social connection, right? So what does this mean about the love of God? And I, I've been thinking about this and like, what kind of love does God have for us? And, and I think about this experience of attachment and the way that I can move in the world when I recognize that the divine truly loves me, right? And the security, the safety, the connection I feel with the world around me with, as being one of God's created beings, right? I, I think about that kind of love that God has for us that produces this sense of bond in us being together that I think is really beautiful. And then I, what does this mean for our friendships and our communities and how we love them? I think about that same sense of security and safety and of connection with each other and the intentional bonding we do, right? And communities that are conducive to that versus communities that are not. And what do I think about when I love myself, when we th hear that part of the commands of Jesus? I think of the security I have in myself and who I am. I think about the connection I have between all parts of myself. I think about the bonding I do of getting to know the parts of me that I don't really fully understand, right? And I think about the safety when I choose boundaries, when I choose things that keep me safe. And I, I really see this love playing out in all of these dynamics between God, between a community, and between ourselves, right? And understanding love in this, in this experience of attachment kind of helps us understand why this evangelical push that a lot of us experience of telling the truth in love tends to fall really flat and it doesn't feel like love at all. Because when frequently when we hear that, we're being told that, hey, you're doing something wrong and I need to tell you that there's a boundary here that you're not supposed to cross anymore, right? And what that's not creating an environment, an atmosphere of connection, of bonding, uh, of security, of safety in the relationship. It actually tends to break some of that connection, right? And if there's safety issues for the people involved, maybe that's necessary. You know, we can have those conversations, but frequently when this is used, it's used just when someone has a disagreement about a theology and says, well, I need to tell you some truth, but in, the, in doing that, I'm going to violate your sense of safety, security, and connection to me in the community that you're a part of, right? I, I believe that there's a better way of showing love and even talking about truth in the context. We can push people towards health. We can ask them, we can reason, we can tell them we care for them, right? We're, we're actually utilizing love to help them see a better way forward, right? We read earlier out of John 15, and I, I really love that passage. And it's a, a really tiny little passage out of this much larger poetic uh, uh, discourse that Jesus gives uh, in kind of the, his last night uh, before death, right? And it, he talks about just the command is to love. And, he, and Jesus continues to pray that everyone is unified in love. And uh, it's a really beautiful, beautiful passage. And I just think about that the last night Jesus spent on earth, he spent so much time talking about this concept of connection and security and unity and love. It's, it's really extraordinary 
that he was trying to build the community that would be able to withstand all of the trials and tribulations that they would experience moving forward in their ministry. So this is what we're doing today. We're just taking a closer look at this concept of love and love of God and experiencing uh, God's love for us. We're taking a look and saying, gosh, do I, I really experience that kind of safety and security with my relationship in the, with the divine? Um, and if not, that's fine. But maybe there are, are, are things you can do to build into that kind of way of moving into the world. Uh, we're also talking about that in our uh, community of how do we love each other? How do we have the conversations we need to have to become uh, people who are safe and secure, that bond intentionally with each other, that build connection and trust and produce these, uh, these hormones that actually are really helpful, that make us happy, that make us energetic, uh, that make us feel connected and committed to each other. Maybe you need to ask that question about your partner if you have a partner. What are the ways that I can increase how they experience my love and the security of my love, right? I, I keep thinking, you can tell when somebody moves in the world knowing that they are truly loved, by whether it's by God or by the people in their life or by themselves. They just move different. They're able to... Uh, kind of navigate difficult situations, they react different because they understand that they are loved. And I believe that's available to all of us. I truly do. I believe the good news tells us that God actually has that kind of love for us and that we can experience that security, that safety, that connection, uh, and that long-term commitment that God is with us forever, right? That God will continue to endure with us through uh, unconditionally, right? And I believe that's available to us in our communities, that we can actually build a community that provides that space for each other as well. And when we actually experience that love and we realize that love and we, we make that love, uh, we put it to work in our community or put it to work in our lives, that we're going to move different. And it's going to move us along in our own journeys of healing, of growth, and of transformation. I keep thinking about uh, how Richard Rohr talks so frequently uh, that some of the only ways to transform are through suffering, prayer, or love. Great love can transform us in a very similar way that suffering transforms us. And whenever I have the opportunity to step into more love and be transformed by it, I want to take that opportunity. So let's uh, have that conversation about love today. What's one way that you can show love to somebody in your life, whether that's a partner, whether that's yourself, whether that's God, whether that's this community or a different friendship or an acquaintance? How can we show love to our neighbor, our stranger, our enemy, our friend a little better this week? Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Instagram at New Abbey NoHo. And if you're interested in giving to New Abbey NoHo, feel free to head over to www.newabbey.org generosity. Be sure to scroll down to the North Hollywood Fund. Thank you and have a blessed week.